0: Welcome to Parenting Unpacked, a place for parents to seek refuge with evidence, empathy, and common sense. Hosted by Dr. Siobhan Kennedy Costantini and Dr. Kristen Summer. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to Parenting Unpacked. You're here for a special bonus episode today, all about the secret of Santa. Now, if you've got little ears listening, please send them away because we don't want to let them in on the secret of Santa. So, uh, switch it off and listen to this at another time, or put some headphones in, but don't let little ears listen unless you are eager for them to understand the ins and outs of the Santa secret. Okay, are we alone? Are all the children gone? (laughs) Okay. Cool. So what we're talking about today is how to navigate talking about Santa with your child. So uh, if you have come from the world of TikTok, I've had a couple of videos go viral about how we talk about Santa. Parents have asked me, how do we navigate the lie of Santa? And I mean, if you've been listening for a while, you'd know that Siobhan and I have different perspectives on lying to our children, um, predominantly around the fact that I physically cannot lie without experiencing extreme anxiety and Siobhan is a normal person that doesn't really (laughs) get bothered by it. (laughs) Um, Yeah I I mean I suppose
1: I very much think about the function of the lie what is what the
0: what what am I trying to achieve with this? Yeah exactly so I think Um, different people have different attitudes towards Santa. It really depends on their personal experience, um, finding out that Santa isn't real and feeling like their parents have deceived them. So some kids feel really destroyed by this fact um, and feel really like a lot of lack of trust in their parents after this. And other kids are just like, eh, whatever. And we kind of carry that trauma or lack of trauma with us into adulthood. So um, both of those experiences are normal and fine. But if you want to navigate talking to, to your kids about Santa in a different way, um, this episode might be for you. So um, I might ask you, Siobhan, your opinion on Santa first um, and then I'll jump in with mine. So tell me how you're going to navigate Santa with Timo. Yeah, to be honest, I have given it very little thought
1: because it's just not a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. I think um, for both me and my husband, Christmas is not a big myth or like it's, it doesn't hold a lot of power over our lives. We celebrate it. Um, we, and like I wonder, so I um, am Catholic. I was raised Catholic. For me, Christmas was very religious. So all of the cultural stuff around Santa was just an added extra. Um, the focus was very much on um, night vigils and midnight masses, being able to stay up until midnight, um, like having awesome food, spending time with my family. Um, Boxing Day was my granddad's birthday, so um, we got to spend lots of time with granddad. Like it was just the real focus around Christmas was family and celebration and everything else was extra. So presents was extra, um, food was extra. Um, all of like the Christmas tree, we, we had one, but it wasn't a, I'm one of five children, we didn't have time to decorate the house from top to bottom. It was hard enough keeping the house clean. Um, so that was not the focus. Uh, and that is something we very much intend to carry on um, for Timo going forward. So Timo's birthday is also Boxing Day. Um, He is Timothy, named for my grandfather, Timothy, and was born on Boxing Day, coincidentally. So it's a beautiful connection. Um, But of course, adds a level of complexity when it comes to Christmas, having a birthday and Christmas so close together. We're very much gonna emphasize that Christmas is about family, not presents, Um, that he'll get a few kind of functional presents, some maybe books, things like that, and that the big, Celebration and party will be his birthday, um, and that's how my husband and I celebrate um, things. Anyway, birthday is the celebration of the person, and Christmas is a time to spend together as a family. So we'll
0: we'll do Santa, but it's not going to be a big to do. Cool. Well, that's um, a different approach, I guess, than what a lot of parents do. It's a very commercial holiday, Santa. Um and gift giving and that's totally fine. You can give your kid lots of gifts or very little gifts. Uh Siobhan and I actually differ in terms of how many ch- gifts we give our children. I we have a lot of toys and I've bought a lot of toys because it's something that I find joy in. I need that um stimulation for my brain to continue playing with my child and she adores toys. She plays with everything. It doesn't matter what it is, she adores adores playing with it. And it's not just like fancy Montessori toys. My family buys her Barbies and stuff, and I Ask them to. um, And she loves them. So our Christmas is going to be very big and present heavy, um, mostly because I'm very excited. Um, So we do navigate it in different ways, but this is very unrelated to Santa. So let's get back to the topic of Santa really quickly. So the way I will navigate Santa, because I don't like to lie. um, And if you don't feel comfortable lying to your child about Santa, um, I will be explaining the myth of Santa Um, I will explain that some children believe that Santa exists some people believe that Santa is this man that lives in the North Pole and creates toys for children and then brings them on um, in between Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and delivers them under your tree Uh, and other people don't believe in this and it's up to you what you want to believe but everyone engages in this myth in some capacity uh, and we are going to uh in- involve ourselves in it so we are we are playing along in the santa myth um and if a child feels differently to you and says that they that santa is completely real and they feel that they are real then that is that is their belief and they are allowed to have that belief and your belief is no more correct than theirs um And when she's two, she won't really understand the nuance of it. It'll just be semantics, me saying, some people believe that Santa is this. And she's just going to be like, that's cool. I'm playing pretend. I love pretend play. There's a fat man who's bringing me a present. That's awesome. But as I explain this and she grows, she's going to start inspecting the way I explain things. And she's going to start questioning which is beautiful, we want them to start questioning and asking questions about the world and letting that dawn on her in her own time in a way when she's ready to it. When she's ready to um, kind of flick the team what's fiction and reality, um, we will answer those questions and if she wants to carry on the imagination and the um, pretend play part of it, she can. Um, But, yeah, I will be very An answer ready is like when she comes and says, well, what do you believe? I'll just say that we don't believe in Santa and a lot of adults don't. Uh, as you grow, the um, Santa myth kind of uh, changes and it becomes about preserving that myth for the younger children and the people younger than us and giving them that magic pretend play experience. So, yeah, I will tell her what I believe and that she doesn't have to believe in that. And I think this is a really important conversation to have that's really age appropriate for religion because I don't want to... Um, indoctrinate her into my religion which is atheism lack of religion Um, if she feels that she needs that community and that belief system I will give it to her Um, or I will allow her to explore that on her own so I think in terms of teaching her that I have a belief and you can have a different belief and other people can have beliefs too and they can all be correct um, and that we accept everyone for their beliefs is really important and I think that using the Santa secret Santa myth um, to open that conversation to an understanding of how a vehicle. Come. Yeah. So um, she can still enjoy it, still get the magic of Christmas. I mean, we are going hard out for the magic of Christmas. We have advent calendars. We have, she has one Santa present. Um, we have Christmas flight decorations. We have the, the board with like the milk and cookies thing for Santa and the magical key. So she can, he can get in the door because we don't have a chimney. Um, yeah as like I said
1: did not engage in any of this stuff as a kid like oh mind you we did have a chimney um and there was I was like but it's very skinny how does it get down I was like he's magic like cool that works for me um we did beer and carrots because my dad didn't like milk um yeah and like just I think there wasn't much questioning it I think it helped that I was the middle of five children so there was just this um collective belief which I guess like is so interesting is that I completely respect and totally agree with your approach that this is what we believe, you can believe whatever you want. But I wonder like when it comes to family unit and family structure, like families believe a thing. So regardless of whether or not, like it will be very hard if not impossible for her to distinguish her belief from yours until she's probably a teenager. So she'll she'll believe what you believe, whether you say to or not really. Is is the likelihood that's how most children develop. They believe what their parents believe until they start questioning uh, in their teen years. But I guess the the real importance is that you've allowed room and nuance for you've you've left the door open so that when that questioning does come in her teen years, she feels very comfortable to explore it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just about Santa or the Tooth Fairy or the Easter Bunny. It's about religion and belief systems, which are very culturally ingrained. They're very People call it indoctrination, but it's not. It's knowledge um, uh, sharing. It's it's passing of belief systems um, of core values and everything down the family line. This is how all of human knowledge um, accumulates across millennia. Um, We have this we have this storytelling going from one person to another, and it's very hard to disambiguate what is fact from fiction, which is why belief systems religions have endured for so long. But I wanted to be able to give her an understanding of the Santa myth um, in a way that meant that other people have different beliefs, other people celebrate different days. Um, it's it, it's it's a really ambiguous thing. Some people don't have Santa at all and some people have, um, they have the Three Wise Kings or they have Chris Kindle or they have Amun Aras. There's a bunch of different um, festive figures that bring presents in different cultures. So I wanted her to have an understanding that, her santa is not the right santa her belief is not the right belief or lack of belief everyone can have a belief of something um i wonder as well like mind you it's it's a it's
1: in a little while but i'd love to revisit this with you and her experience of santa when she's seven or eight because as we know with child development at, at that age children start to get really black and white and um they in, it's almost indoctrinate themselves, even if mm-hmm. their parents are incredibly um, flexible and open and emphasize yeah. that there are different ways of doing things. Around mm-hmm. seven or eight children get really, really strict about the rules and there is yeah. a way of doing things. And we often yeah. see this with gender, with children at this age. Yeah. Um, at around seven, both boys and girls get really strict about girls wear dresses, boys don't wear pink. Da-da-da. And like, even if they've been raised in a household that's incredibly open, it's mm-hmm. almost like, they are learning the rules and the only way they can learn the rules if there is no room for flexibility Mm -hmm. Um, obviously as they get older things become more flexible and obviously this doesn't happen for all children it's just a thing that Mm -hmm. most children tend to do but with like Santa as the as the specifics I'd be really interested to see what around
0: that age how things go yeah I think it'll be really interesting and I I don't know this is not something that people really explore and People don't, and I mean, Timo will go through his own version of things at that age as well. Yeah, and it's it's a really contentious topic, and science kind of struggles at capturing Contentious topics, especially around religion, which is kind of the thing that we need to like discuss here, because it isn't about Santa; it's about belief systems. Um, and yeah, that's the really tricky thing. Science hasn't really hammered that down yet. Um, and it's, it's got a lot to do with social norms. Those rules that children are strict to are social norms, not just of parents but of the community around them. So that's why they're very gendered um, because they're getting pressures from the groups with which they want to belong to. And we know that children get more and more specific in terms of like following those norms to a T. Um, but, yeah, anyways, that is how we will approach the Santa myth, the Santa secret. Um you have two alternative perspectives. You can just not put an emphasis on it. You can explain it for how it is all around the world and it's a belief system. Or you can do the traditional, this is Santa, Santa brings presents until they figure it out on their own. None of those things are a problem. Just do what works for you. like And whatever version your family
1: takes, like it's all okay and it doesn't have to be one way or another way. Like whatever works for you
0: and your family is the way to do it. Yeah you get to create your own family traditions and whether you want to inherit the ones that you've experienced, whether you want to change them, all things are fine. Um, But yeah, I hope you enjoy. Have a wonderful festive season. I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode and we will see you on Tuesday for our next episode. See ya!